Hi everyone, I'm Rachel Zabonik-Chonko and welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine podcast. This next conversation features Amina Daniels, the founder and owner of Live Cycle Delight in Detroit, Michigan, on the topic of outdoor fitness. We talk about the really amazing outdoor fitness offerings the studio has created, how they've outfitted the space, how they're engaging members and keeping them safe during COVID, and how you can prioritize your well-being as a club operator. Enjoy. Amina, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. To start, can you just tell me a little bit about yourself and your club? Yeah. So my business is Live Cycle Delight. Everybody calls us Live Cycle Delight, but it's fine. We're Live or Live Cycle Detroit. Uh, We are an inclusive studio offering uh, yoga, bar, mat Pilates, indoor cycling, and TRX classes. Very cool. Sounds like there's a lot for your members to enjoy. Definitely a good mix. We call it Train Sweat Restore. So there's a different discipline. There's the functional training, which is the train. There's the sweat, which is the cardio. And then there's the restore, which we all need in the yoga, in the Pilates. Yeah. And bar. Yeah. Well, um, I want to talk about your outdoor fitness offerings. Um, I Obviously, with COVID, a lot of gyms have had to pivot. A lot of them are taking their offerings outdoors. Can you kind of just describe the journey that led you to doing that as well? It's been such a journey. So um, I packed up and drove to Virginia to get TRX S-Frame. So I got a 15-foot S-Frame. That was paramount in really offering TRX. Um, I did not just want to offer a body weight boot camp class outside because that's what everybody was doing. So I wanted to try to mimic our studio offerings as much as possible. Um, It took some time to convince my landlords, but they let me use the property across the street, which was great because they have a lot of property. So we were able to set up the S frame for the TRX. And then we got a tent um, for the yoga, the Pilates, and we added bar during um, quarantine. So we also got platforms built um, so people can be social distanced safety, safely. Um, but I still wanted to elevate the experience. So I put down a floor. Um, we revitalized the backyard, we put down mulch, we greened it out, we put leaves out, um, we added lighting, um, and then we got body temperature scanners, which are really huge for keeping people safe. It's a contactless way. I never really felt comfortable how close you have to get with the thermometers. And there's so much of a variance of accuracy. Um, So I wanted something that was a lot better. So we have the temperature scanners. So participants stop by the studio before they walk across the street outside for a temperature scan and a hand sanitizer cleanse, um, and they get checked in. Since we're in Michigan, it has gotten colder, so we were able to get some heaters, um, which has been amazing. Um, But there's heaters, there's propane, there's the heaters that have a shortage. Um, We were on the news and someone stole our heaters after being on the news. Oh gosh. So that was a whole thing. We got donations and got replacement heaters and then getting the heaters set back up. 
So being outside in Michigan is like plane, trains, and automobiles to get to your destination. And for me, the priority is keeping clients safe, keeping people safe, and the cases are on the rise everywhere. So we are a mandatory mask on facility, um, which is hard for people to understand even being outside. I want to minimize the risk and pe keep people safe. And we still haven't seen a lot of people come back in with our safeguards, with the mandatory mask, with the hand sanitizing, with the small group classing, with the disinfecting of all the products. Um, it's still a challenge to get people to exercise in a group setting. Um, we got the green light that we could go inside in September. Uh, so we started small group indoor cycling classes. Every studio we have has a HEPA air purifier. So all rooms that will eventually have classes um, will be air purified. Very cool. Yeah, so it sounds like you've really invested in your outdoor fitness offerings to make a really great experience. Absolutely. And, you know, we'll be right back here in March. So, you know, going inside is only temporary. And my my goal is to be right back outside. It's, it's the safest way to unite. And, you know, it's a lot of tools to make it work, but we've been making it work really well. So it's, it's been good for our community for sure. Yeah. Um, so you talked about how like the heaters had been stolen. Um, I, that is one thing that I think a lot of clubs are struggling with is how to protect their outdoor fitness offerings. Have you put things in place since then, or is that just kind of we have, we have put things in place, but it's also daylight savings. So it gets darker sooner. So at 5.30, it's dark. And that's still two, three more classes. So we've added lights, um, which is also you want clients to feel safe and you also want your staff to feel safe. So um, we've been more on on deck. I mean, as a small business owner in a pandemic, I think most business owners are in their business seven days a week. So, you know, I'm there supporting the team and it's so much more work back and forth, remembering things, checking clients in, um, and even training your clients to wear a mask, get the temperature check, get the hand sanitizer cleanse. I mean, there's so many things that you have to do really to be safe. So we should all be comfortable with it. But sometimes the mask barrier is too much for people and they don't want to work out in a mask. So they just yeah. work out with this. Yeah, I know that that's been a, a challenge for a lot of clubs across the U.S. Um, any strategies that you found um, that have been successful with just ed educating the membership and kind of getting their buy-in on that? Just trying to keep people safe, um, driving home safety, driving home um, without trying to get political because it's such a polarizing um, fact that you just really want to say that keep your droplets to yourself. And in keeping your droplets to yourself, you, you wear the mask. And, and even, you know, it's really a process of experience explaining how we're protecting you by being this clean, by having the air purifiers, by having the staff do these things, by taking a temperature. So we're creating all these safeguards and reducing the class sizes so that you can be safe 
you know, and still exercise. And letting people know, you know, we're going to be here for a while. So, you know, we just have to adapt. Yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, too, you're not only protecting the membership, you're also protecting your business. Um, a lot of clubs have talked about, like, they have to prevent outbreaks from happening. Otherwise, it's going to hurt the reputation of not only the business, but the whole industry. Oh, my goodness. That is like, especially being a Black-owned business, there's just so little room for error. So when I'm training my staff or, you know, all the behind the scene things. And even for me, I'm still looking for ways to keep people shaped. I'm like, I need to get PPE for between the people. Maybe that would make more people want to come in. Maybe that would make it more safe. Even though I have Elastro sprayers, the air purifiers, and the all the disinfectants and the mandatory masks. So, but you know, then you have to police it. So as you go inside, it's hard to work out with a mask. I know I'm asthmatic and people say, I can't breathe. And it's hard to not sound insensitive when you say, well, I can do it. So you just talk about masks that are better, uh, talk about the PPP shields, talk about the buffs that we sell, um, and talk about practicing. I mean, for those who are outside working out, it's going to be easier to transition inside. And then some people who are outside are going to transition online. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you said that it had been a bit of a challenge to get people back, um, but of the members who are coming and enjoying your outdoor fitness offerings um, and your virtual fitness offerings, it sounds like you have as well. What's been the member response? They love it. They love like uniting in community. They love being inside. I know they're going to be inside. I mean, they're going to be upset when I pull the plug to go outside. So we've given some options on election day. We did a hot yoga class, which had seven people, which is like amazing in quarantine. And you can only get nine to 10 people inside. So for the first yeah. class, that was amazing. Um, you know, so it's, it's been great. Uh, the weather, we're now warming back up. So it's 63 degrees today. So that's great. You don't need as much heat. Um, so, but they like being outside. I like being outside. I, I, I'm a hiker, um, but I don't love fall, but it's been really great to teach outside. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a little bit warmer here in Kentucky too. And I've been enjoying it. <laughs> Yeah. I have a friend in Kentucky who has a studio there. Um, she went hiking yesterday and yeah. she talked about how great it was. Yeah. It's been nice. Um, well, for other gym operators who might be um, wanting to transition outside, uh, maybe not now, but even in the spring, any, any advice that you'd give to them? What maybe Learning lessons, things that, yeah. yeah. As a retail manager, um, I have a lot of advice <laughs> for not only um, gym owners or studio owners, but even business owners, like keeping your clients safe is the number one priority. When I talk to some business owners, they're like, I didn't want to get a tent to go outside because it was so much money. Okay, well, rent a tent. You know, I rented a tent. I rented heaters. And that was even replacing heaters that we rented was crazy. But Find ways that you can cut costs. Um, you can pay your air purifier on a payment plan. Um, 
just client safety should be paramount. And, you know, I go into places and they're not that, um, or where they don't have any COVID procedures in place. So there's no temperature checks, there's no mandatory hand washes. There's just like, oh, we're sitting people inside or outside or, or you can take a class here. I know I lost a couple of customers who wanted to go do Bikram yoga and we asked a series of questions and they were like, I don't know, you know, and it's like, definitely go take their classes there and please take some time before you decide to take a class back with us. Because if you've been inside with people with no mask, you know, it's just, it's just too unsafe. And again, as a studio owner, I am so cautious because I'm the leader of my tribe. So I don't hug my friends, um, which is hard. You know, even I've traveled to see my friends I haven't seen in six years and I'm like, no hugs. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Namaste. (laughs) Yeah. And that's always how I greet people. I'm like, sorry, no hugs. Sorry. (laughs) So I think it's, as owners, you know, the focus needs to be, you know, not how things, how much things cost, but how we can keep clients safe. You know, I wish that more gym owners made it mandatory for clients to wear masks inside. Um, just, you know, just safety priority. It's like form. You want clients to do the right exercise properly so they don't get injured. You don't want to get people sick. You don't want to have an outbreak. Um, and I know it's political, people don't believe in science, but the reality of it is, is we've lost over 200,000 lives and you can't see it. So it's an airborne virus and um, it can live on surfaces and it can live in the air. And so for me, I wanted to minimize that cost because I think you should want to keep your clients safe and also the risk is just not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and you know, we don't know if the pandemic is going to what or when it will end. <laughs> it will end at some point, but we, we don't know when. Um, do you think clubs should be preparing for the long haul for this and trying to do things that are um, pandemic friendly for At- the foreseeable future? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. That's why I said we'll be back outside in March. Uh, you know, the, I've looked into other, there's like greenhouses. I mean, I'm definitely looking at going on a West Coast tour um, because they can be outside. I checked out some things in California and a lot of places in California don't have the space to be outside. So they're virtual only. Yeah. Um, they also don't have the option to be inside. Um, so I think that people should continue to plan to be outside. I know we are perfecting our online offerings because the small businesses like myself have to compete with Peloton. And so um, Peloton has been killing small businesses across the board. We lose clients who didn't see the value in our offerings and then spent $3,500 on a bike. So, um, and now Peloton offers other things. And um, so, yes, so perfect your magic and make it safe for your clients. I fully anticipate we could be having a call this time next year through Zoom. Um, you know, there's not a vaccine. And, and then when there is a vaccine, that's not a quick fix. So, 
Um, you know, and I also think we'll have another lockdown because we can't seem to wear a mask here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and with that said, we're working on perfecting our virtual offerings. Um, you know, Zoom is great for work calls, but it's not really great for classes. Uh, so that's just something we're working on. Our on-demand content is really top-notch and we've been getting teachers to um, continue to record so when we do have another shutdown or things get really crazy there's an on-demand library um, and you know just working on diversifying our revenue streams as the studio because we're not getting people in the doors like we used to and we won't for a long time it will probably be 2022 before people will want to be 20 people in a class and even and that will still have to be air purifiers and all these other things that i know our new reality is going to be a lot different than where we were before yeah for sure well, with your virtual offerings, are those complementary to your membership or do you have a pay model? So um, if you're a member um, or class back, everything works for everything. In the beginning of quarantine, we started off with separates and it was just too crazy. So um, you can have a virtual only membership or you can have a studio everything membership. Okay. I, obviously, I encourage the studio everything because I've put so much effort into getting the studios quarantine safe or ready for clients that I do want people to feel comfortable to come in. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, um, yeah, we've covered a lot of great grounds. Um, any other final tips, leadership lessons that you've learned over the past six months that you think other operators would benefit from knowing? Continue to pivot. Don't, don't stay in one place too long. I mean, gyms are closing left and right. And I think it's gym owners, fitness studios, you need to be one step ahead of the game and not thinking that this is going to end anytime soon. It's like, what else can we do? What else can we do? How else can we diversify our offerings? I'm like Beyonce in the sense where she looks at, uh, from the customer or from the fans. She likes to put herself at, from the fans. So I like to put myself from the exerciser or the client. What would I want to feel safe, to feel clean, or, or what are my needs as things grow? So you know, we have added more products. We know that we're not going to get people in. We made booty bands, sliders, Pilates balls. Um, so those things will be going up on our website. We're looking to purchase more inclusive, body positive sizing in our clothing. So um, that's also sourced uh, ethically. So uh, those type of things take time, but creating partnerships, again, to diversify your revenue streams. I'm looking to go on the road so I can meet people in new markets. We can socially distance and exercise and sell products. So, you know, getting out there and hustle. I work seven days a week and um, I take vacations. So you have to take a vacation so you can come back and work really, really hard. Now is not the time to mail it in every day. I mean, I work harder than the last day and it's just to get by. So, you know, I empower owners to 
take a break if they haven't. I was hiking all summer. Um, and there are a lot of people that are in places like Kentucky where you can, I mean, every place you live, you can go on a hike. I mean, yeah. it's just how much clothes do you want to wear or is it going to be hot or not? So I empower every studio owner to go on a couple mile hike and just really connect in nature and disconnect from your business and see what you learn that you really need. Um, but as we work, I am doing more body work. I'm getting more massages and I am safely traveling so I can disconnect to reconnect. Yeah. No, all great advice. I, I know club operators like yourself are stressed to the max right now. So yeah, you got to carve out some time for yourself for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I don't have anything else. Is there anything um, additional you'd like to share? No, thank you for having me. Um, if you're hearing me, you can check us out at livecycledelight.com. You can check us out on Instagram at livecycledelight. Uh, I hope you stream a class with us. I teach spin TRX and I take Pilates and bar and yoga. And then our booty bands are dropping soon. Our sliders will also hit our website soon. Those are great home additions. If you don't have a TRX strap, TRX is the best piece of equipment a person can have. And if you're a gym owner that has TRX and you are not certified, please get certified. You owe it to yourself and your tribe. I love it. Oh, T-Rex is going to love that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Amina. I really appreciate it. And I hope you stay well and best of luck with everything. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. Have a great rest of your week. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.